listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Do you have a canine Dennis the Menace? Do you got a dog with more issues than that famous Marley? Are you feeling like your dog is calling the shots in your home? Hey, great news, listeners. Help is here. That's because back for the third time on this radio show is the answer gal for doggy issues and who I consider the world's top dog trainer. We're talking about the one and only Victoria Stillwell. Hey, welcome to the show, Victoria. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here again. I love these kind of reruns, don't you? Oh, I do. Let's do them a lot. <laughs> okay, that's a deal. And you know what? She is the host of that must-see television show, Animal Planet, It's Me or the Dog. So, I got to talk to you about this. This is a very special show because if you've got a crazy dog living in New York area, this is your chance to showcase this problem pooch on national TV. We're talking lights, camera, bark. And here to help explain how you and your dog can ace the casting call for the fourth season of It's Me or the Dog. And joining Victoria as my guest is casting director Zena Van Ackeren. Hey, Zena, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. All right, you know, the show's called Oh Behave, so we don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully we'll have well-behaved dogs by the end of the show. I don't know about the guests. I don't know how well-behaved you guys might be. All right, so everybody, we're going to unleash the details on how you can apply to be on It's Me or the Dog show right after we take this commercial break. So everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have two special guests in the house today. I'm talking about the best dog trainer on the planet, Victoria Stillwell. And the casting director for the hit show, It's Me or the Dog, we're talking Zena Van Ackeren. All right, we're going to start with you, Victoria. You've been doing this show now for uh, in England and here in the United States. There's a lot of dogs that have become well-behaved thanks to your good guidance. And you, you kind of give a little bit of a tough love, no-nonsense approach, right? 
Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about what's happening because you're getting ready to film for your next season and now you're opening up the casting call. Let's talk with you, Zena. What are some of the things that people need to know to be able to have a shot at being on It's Me or the Dog Show for the fourth season? Well, for season four, we are casting in New York City and then the surrounding areas. So if you live within 20, 30 miles of the city, please apply. We are looking for, for families that are in that area. Also, very important, you, somebody has to be saying it's near the dog. So we get a lot of phone calls of people wanting Victoria to come to their house to just you know teach their dog how to walk on a leash. <laughs> Keep in mind, we have an hour-long episode to fill, and um, we really need families that are desperate. Victoria's time is going to their home, spending time with them, and making sure that these people really are you know, in desperate need of help, and, and really somebody is saying it's me or the dog. So um, that is a number two. And number three, we want people with big personalities. We want people that are able to express themselves, express whether they're frustrated, whether they're angry, whether, you know, things have gone wrong with, you know, the, the dogs that they've had in their home. Every way possible, we want to hear their story. We want to hear what they have to say. We want to hear their problems. So the more that you can express and articulate and really share your story, always better your chances for getting on the show. Okay, that sounds great. And I agree with you, Zena. I would feel bad for you, Victoria, if you were having to make house calls to teach people how to teach a dog to properly walk on a leash. I don't think you'd ever get any sleep in America. Yeah, yes, exactly. Sometimes in my private consultations, that's all I do. So, yes, that, that's, I would say, one of the number one problems that people ask me to help them with. Now, you have such fortitude. I mean, as Zena was saying, we're looking for the, the worst of the worst where it's really getting down to the nitty-gritty. The line is drawn in the sand in the house. It's me or my dog. So where do you get your fortitude to take on some of the hardest dog behavior issues on the planet? Well, I think, I don't know whether I just attracted them, but it was when I was training, just doing my private training, my private work, I was going into all kinds of insane situations and a bulk of my training was when I was living in New York City and in New Jersey and so I don't know I just found myself in situations where really there was such disharmony within the household and with the dogs and so many problems that it became kind of normal and I think a lot of trainers have the same experience where you start as a job trainer thinking you're just going to train dogs. Well, absolutely not, because 80% <laughs> of my work is humans. And that's the real, and I learned very, very quickly with some of the situations that I went in before I even had the show that, that some of this stuff was going to be tough. So obviously for the show, yes, it's more, we need to have a lot of problems to fill an hour show, like Dina said, but, you know, this is nothing new for me. It's just, we do find throughout an amazing casting process, and I think they do a fantastic job, people who really, really need help. Not everyone wants to be on television. They are just in a desperate situation. I'm wondering if, you know, in your spare time, you hang around bartenders or, or psych nurses, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I actually don't drink alcohol at all. I never have done. But sometimes after filming, I think, gosh, you know, I really wish I did drink a little bit so that I could... Just relax from what I've just experienced. But yes, sometimes uh, sometimes maybe I just need to go for a good run or 
get it out of me in some way because it can, it, it is a lot of pressure. I would say that it's a lot of pressure because people are counting on you to help them and to help their animals. And I have to do it in a very short time in a kind of unreal situation. And I want it to be a success for so many reasons. I want the dog to be happy. I want the family to be happy. I want it to be a great show. I want the family to have a great experience. So there's a lot of pressure on all of us, casting, crew, and myself, to to deliver the best we possibly can. Well, you know, the bottom line is this. You want to achieve harmony in the household, and you want to keep that dog from being relinquished to a shelter or having a nasty divorce. So, you know what? The stakes seem very, very high. What's important is the stakes seem really high, and, you know, why does this warrant a visit? Why does this warrant an hour-long episode? How can this episode help somebody else? You know, there's a lot of times that I leave houses that I'm like, okay, these people are, are great candidates. They really need the help. I just have no idea how Victoria could even possibly train this dog. This dog is crazy. And then I, I watched the episode and I'm like in awe of, of her work because I know I'm there. I see it. I, and I, I walk away thinking, you know, they would be amazing on our show, but there's no way. I don't know how this dog could get help. <laughs> and then I'm always, you know, it always amazes me after the episode is over, of, you know, how great they turn out. Well, I sense from you, Victoria, that, you know, you come into a situation and maybe you're just like a a human computer. You're downloading every kind of detail before you start with your game plan. That's one thing I've always thought that I have admired about you is that you're very methodical about your approach and you have a really strong personality that is very much, I would say, let's get this problem done. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I do. And, you know, it's, it's funny, just in my sort of personal life, I'm a pretty disorganized person. And I find it quite <laughs> difficult. To yeah, and I admit it. But when it comes to my clients and training, whether it be private or, or on television, I have to be extremely organized and have an absolute plan of what I'm going to do and methods that I'm going to use. And if those methods don't work, then another method is a backup that is going to work so that when we do film, that I have a a better idea or or a better chance of being successful. So I have to lesson plan, and I do, you know, it's it's a 12-hour filming day, but for me, it's a lot longer. It's a 14- to 16-hour day because I spend a lot of time at home in the evening lesson planning for the next day. If something hasn't gone right, I've got to find out why it hasn't gone right, and I've got to come up with something different. So... I'd say my work is really cut out for me, and if I am not organized, then it's very, very difficult to get results in the four days that I'm with the family. And we're also talking with Zena Van Ackeren. She is the casting director. We talked at the start of the show a little bit about what traits you're looking for. So let's tell people, how can they actually apply? What are the specifics? Is there an email they need to do, a deadline, a phone number? Can you fill in the details, Zena? Yes, if you go to itsnearthedog.com, we have casting events set up. You feel free to attend any one of our events. If your dog is unruly, you do not have to bring your dog to the event. It's really a meet and greet with a person from our casting team. And and it's just signing up and uh, telling them your problems and why you want to be on the show. Or you can go to our email, uh, which is also on our website. And it's dog at shedmediaus.com. Dot com, But all of our information is right on the website, and uh, it's very easy. You'll get a phone call. We get every single application, every single email and phone call we will answer. So 
um, if you are in our area. So it's nearthedogs.com is the best way to go about it if, of reaching one of our casting numbers. And what's the deadline to enter? We are shooting uh, in the middle of July, so this is happening very quickly. Within the next month, you would have to apply. Okay, good to know. Everybody, it's uh, it's mirrorthedog.com. You've got to dash over with your email, find out where you can meet to meet the casting folks, and they're going to be filming in mid-July, so you guys got to do this pronto. I think that was a great uh, safety factor by saying you don't have to bring your unruly dog to the casting event, you know? That's probably that probably the ones without the dogs are the ones that are probably in the greatest of need. Right. And, and too, a lot of times, you know, we go into different dog rumors or, you know, dog boutiques and, you know, they don't want those kind of crazy dogs in their in their business and their establishment. So it is not necessary. We're not assessing your dog at a casting event. That will happen when we do the home visit, and the home visits are pretty intense. We we see all the behavior, we we capture it all on camera, we interview all the members of the family. It's a very in depth three hour interview that we do with each family. So the the casting events are more for fun. Come down, you know, meet somebody, get your questions answered, sign up, and then you will get a call from somebody in our casting department. All right, Victoria. We're going to be taking a quick commercial break, and Zena. And when we come back, I want you, if you would, share a couple of uh, some bigger challenge success stories from last season, and what some of the advice you can give our listeners after we take this quick commercial break. So everybody, please just sit and stay. We'll be back with Victoria Stillwell and casting director Zena Van Ackeren. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, everybody. It's Arden Moore here, your host on the All Behave show, and I got some great news. I'm teaming up with Jason Cameron. We are doing the Dream Dog Park Contest again this year, brought to you by Beneful and Wag World. So you got to listen closely because Jason has some awesome tips on how you can bring out the best in you and your dog and have a great dream dog park. So, okay, Jason, you're on. Describe what you and your best buddy like to do on your daily adventures and how those activities would come to life in your dream dog park. What elements would you need in the park? And how would you and your best buddy relate to those elements? And guess what, guys? I got some more great information for you. I want you to go over to www.benefuldreamdogpark.com and you're going to learn all about the official rules and how you can enter the contest to perhaps win a $500,000 Dream Dog Park in your own community. But there's some more good things. I want you to do this, too. If you've got a great idea to spice up your dog park or ways to make dog parks even better, the first 10 people who email Arden at fourleggedlife.com with your ideas, you're going to win a awesome blue and green soft Wag World Dream Dog Park Ball in celebration. We know dogs love to fetch the balls. Email Arden at fourleggedlife.com and the first 10 who do so are going to be able to get their paws on this cool ball toy for your dog. And I want you to dash over and learn more about the Dream Dog Park Contest being brought to you by Beneful. Just go to BenefulDreamDogPark.com. There you go. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with Super Smiley, and we're listening to Arden on Oh Behave. Oh, my God. You are like the best radio host on the planet. Whoop, 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 whoop. 
We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I wish I lived in New York City and I wish my dogs were misbehaving because I got to tell you, I would be there for the casting call for the fourth season of It's Me or the Dog TV show on Animal Planet. And that's because my good friend and who I consider the top dog when it comes to dog training and helping people with their pet issues is Victoria Stillwell. She's on my show for the third time and she's joined by casting director Zena Van Ackeren. We were talking about some of the deadlines and the fact that you have to dash over to it's me or the dog.com to get all the casting details. You've been doing this for quite a while, Victoria, and uh, you still have all your fingers. That's a good thing, right? Yes, it is a good thing. Sometimes I wonder <laughs> how I've escaped. You know, I've had a few dogs nip at me, but no dog has ever broken skin. And I think that's a testament to the training methods that I use. Positive reinforcement is so important. And, you know, we see on so many <laughs> other media, I should say, how people are getting bitten because they're having been confrontational with their dog. And, you know, I still see it today. A person's dog's being aggressive and immediately the person telling the dog off and saying the dog's trying to be dominant. And it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, most of the time these dogs are just so nervous and unable to cope with the environment and are so insecure. So you punish them, you make that insecure insecurity worse. So even though I work with a lot of aggressive dogs of all kinds of breeds, my training with them is not great sexy television. I'm not wrestling a dog to, a, to the ground. I'm not right. making it submit. What I'm doing is I'm working so that the dog never has to reach that stress threshold where it feels like it needs to react, where the dog is now given different choices, where it can make different choices to behave in a different way, and it makes them feel better. So the training is gentle. It's harmonious. And, you know, but sometimes, sometimes even that, sometimes even that, the dog can react, especially if it's a seemingly nervous dog. And, you know, I just have to be very careful. But I've trained now for 15 years, and I've only been nipped at maybe three or four times. And so, again, I say that's, that's a testament to positive reinforcement. You know, I love what you just said. You said it so well. You know, you don't have to be a bully to get your dog to be well-mannered. So when you come into a, a house and you're in the dog's house right now and you've been doing this for 15 years, but what's the first few things that you do when you're up against a dog that really may be pretty vocal, maybe lunging at people, and, and you've got to figure out what the core reason is? So how do you protect yourself and what kind of safety tips can you give others that might be coming into a household where a dog might uh, be a little bit over the top? Yeah, I think um, when we're filming, certainly I have to be very careful. First of all, I I don't want to stress the dog out um, that more than it needs to be, you know, and certainly with these dogs that are anxious or um, aggressive, you know, they're suffering stress. So we make sure we have a great crew that are brilliant with the dogs. And so we go through a whole protocol with these dogs. But safety is the most important. You see, every single time a dog bites, I have failed. I have failed the family, I have failed the dog. Because every single time a dog bites, the dog is rehearsing that biting behavior. The dog has reached the stress threshold level, is over that level, and feels the need to bite. That is a huge failure. So okay. everything that we do with our with our 
pre-production with our going in with the crew and everything is to get to the dog at a safe level where it doesn't bite. Now, sometimes it might mean removing the dog until we're all set up and then bringing it at the end or having the dog on leash with the owner where it feels more comfortable. I will work with the owner, with the dog, to make sure that dog has the best experience while it's learning. And in that way, we keep everybody safe, including the dog. So what I'm hearing is you're really taking the steps to set the dog up for success. Yeah, that's exactly it. And what ups, you know, what, what annoys me so much is that, you know, in so many ways, people applaud seeing dogs bite and then being rolled into submission where biting is failure. That's what it is. It's failure and it's stress and it's anxiety and you see what's going on with the trauma of that dog. I mean, it's just horrendous. So we work really hard to make sure that that doesn't happen. I am glad you're not wrestling dogs. I'm glad that you have the style that you do. Obviously, you know I'm a big fan of the positive reinforcement. And while we're speaking about that, I do encourage folks to go to your website, Positively.com, and you will find that you have some folks on your team that have been trained in the positive reinforcement ways of Victoria Stilwell. Plus, you got kind of an A-team with folks like Dr. Nick Dodman. So, I mean, there are answers for people all over the country and the world if they just go over to Positively.com. But for this show, if you're in the tri-state area within uh, shouting distance of New York City, here's your opportunity to be on the fourth show of It's Me or the Dog. And uh, I'm sorry, I normally don't gush, Victoria. I don't know. You, you bring out the gush in me, I guess. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you're really making a difference. You don't just talk the talk. You're walking the walk and you're walking the dog and you're training the people. <laughs> yes, it's more than just a TV show for me. This is my life. This is my passion. And, you know, I have a, a great training organization now of fantastic Victoria Store Positivity Dog Trainers all around the country that if you go to my site, positivity.com slash trainers, you hopefully will be able to find a great positive reinforcement trainer in your area that's been endorsed and assessed by me. They're the creme de la creme, and they will really help train your dog in a humane way, whatever the problem. Also on our show, we have casting director Zena Van Ackeren. So do you have any pets, Zena? I do not. I'm actually expecting a baby, and I'm getting older. <laughs> oh, but as you can see, that, what do you think about when you see Victoria in action when you're, you're watching her? You know, like I was saying before, I'm I'm really amazed because I see the beforehand where I'm going in, I'm hearing the tears, I'm, I'm I'm seeing the desperation, I'm meeting with these families, whether it be I'm in on a home visit or on the phone or uh, so. It always amazes me when you know you think, wow, like is there no hope for these people? Is there no hope for this dog? And when Victoria comes in and and it does her, her tools and techniques and her training and devises her plan, it, it always amazes me when I see the outcome of the episodes that, you know, I walk out of these houses thinking, like, I don't know, is it hopeless? <laughs> so I think it's great. And then I've really learned a lot, too. So when we do decide to have a dog, and I love, love dogs, and uh, we definitely someday will have them. And um, I, I think that I've I've got quite a few tips and ideas and, you know, and, you know, what's funny is uh, I think a lot of the dog training is kind of how you are with your children, you know, the positive reinforcement and right. the follow through. And, you know, it's, it's kind of similar to a lot of techniques that we um, see on, you know, the child shows of, you know, training children, which is kind <laughs> of interesting. So in a way, without even knowing it, Victoria's being your nanny for your new baby. I know, pump. right? <laughs> 
I wanted to ask you, Victoria, you've been doing this for a number of years, and the show is is showcasing some of the worst problems and how you use positive reinforcement to be able to reach a solution that benefits both the dog and the members of the family. Are things getting worse out there, or are these, what's your take on how dogs and people are getting along these days? Because everybody's in this must-do multitasking mindset, and I just wonder what impact that has on the, the bond between the pet and the person. I think as our dogs become more couch potatoes, you know, they years and years and years ago, we used to have dogs, and they were working dogs, and they had a job to do. Now, the dog population is increasing. In fact, there was just uh, an article out, or a piece of news out, saying that dogs outnumber children now in homes, in American homes. And I think that because so many people are getting animals, so many people are having to work, obviously, as well, that dogs are spending a lot of time at home. There are a lot of different behavior problems. They're not being well socialized. They have a lot of pressure domestic environments. And uh, if there's a lack of communication or there's an inconsistency, it can be very difficult for a dog to adapt. So, yes, we're getting very, very busy. And you talk to a lot of trainers across the country, they'll say the same thing. I think that's well put. I mean, I have two dogs, and I live in California, and I have seen such behavior improvements because my two dogs surf we're in a workout group we do overnight camps with our pals we do kayaking when we go to bed at night we're all tired but you know it's a lot of time that you have to invest in it but i don't know about you they're part of your family wouldn't you want to have a member of your family to have kind of an enjoyable life yes you would and you know but still so many I, I i do a lot of work with animal control at the moment on cruelty cases and you know there's still so many people that are abusing their dogs neglecting their dogs the dogs spend all the time in the backyard in or in crates i mean it's just horrendous and i still think that so many people don't actually understand how amazingly intelligent um emotional beings these animals are for so many people they're still just, just animals they don't have feelings. And we now know through behavioral science and through observation and study that, in fact, dogs do have emotions and they do feel feel very much like we humans feel. And I think we need to respect that and we need to make them part of our lives. And what Zena was saying with, with her, uh, you know, congratulations, Zena, um, you know, becoming a parent. I'm a parent too. And, and having a child, the behavioral principles that you use raising children, you can use the same behavioral principles raising your dog. There is there is very little different and sometimes people get angry at me saying, How dare you say children are like uh, are like dogs. I'm not saying children are like dogs. Confident secure child. And I have two very happy, confident, secure dogs. And in my book I've seen it happen time and time again. I like that. I like that very much. We are speaking with Victoria Stillwell. She is the host of It's Me or the Dog that airs on Animal Planet. And we're talking with the casting director, Zena Van Ackeren. Before we end the show, do you guys have any other parting advice on how people can get on the show or any other tips before we bid adieu? I want to say that, um, you know, if you are thinking about applying, don't hesitate. I, I feel like that's kind of, you know, putting it off or unsure. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have, you know, you just want to talk to somebody to see if you are eligible, call us today. Step number one is, you know, I feel like a lot of people miss out on such a great opportunity because of, you know, putting it off or, you know, having questions that they, you know, are unsure if, if they will, you know, be able to be on the show. And, you know, we'd love to hear your story. We'd love to hear what's going on in your home and with your dogs. So, 
you know, don't hesitate. Go to the website today. It's nearthedog.com, and uh, we can't wait to hear from you. That sounds great. I know you have an application form right on the site that people can fill out. There's a phone number, and there's an email right on its mirrorthedog.com site. So I appreciate that, Zena. And, Victoria, one day our schedules are going to be in sync because I would love to finally meet you in person. Between your books, thepositively.com, and the TV show, you are a great role model for all of us who are lucky to have a dog in our lives. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, yes, it will happen. We will meet one day. All right, and I promise it won't be over a bad dog behavior. How's that? I'll actually give you a chance to meet with me just to relax. <laughs> Lovely. That would be fabulous. We can talk dogs because I could talk dog all day, but yeah. Uh- I would love to talk dogs. All right. Everybody, I'm delighted that we've had Victoria Stillwell and Zena Van Ackerman on our show. I want you all to dash over to the Pet Life Radio Network. We are the world's top dog, the number one most listened pet podcast network. So we've got a lot of great shows, a lot of great hosts, and we do podcast Victoria Stillwell's Positively show on our network. So you got to dash over there. At this time, I also want to thank my cool producer, Mark Winter. He's also a pet lover. He makes this show happen each and every week. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.